When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Today I'm going to take a closer look at Broadcom, ticker symbol AVGO, to see if the stock is a good buy in my portfolio. Alright, let's talk about Broadcom, one of the largest players in the semiconductor space. The company designs, develops and supplies these devices to various industries. And more recently, through some M&A, Broadcom is also in the software business. Actually, the company we see today is a result of many strategic mergers and acquisitions. The main merger in 2016 was between Avago Technologies, which specializes in radio frequency filters for smartphones, and Broadcom, which specializes in networking, broadband, and wireless connectivity. More recently, Broadcom acquired CA Technologies and Symantec's enterprise business, creating a software wing under its umbrella of specialties. The company is a prominent player in its space, and is generating sustainable growing cash flow to fund future growth and expansion. They have a market cap of about $225 billion, making them the third largest semiconductor on the market. They generate $26.5 billion in annual revenues today, with projections to grow in the future. Historically, the stock has rewarded patient investors with above-average returns when compared to the S&P 500. They have an outstanding history of dividend growth and sport a pretty attractive dividend yield, especially for this industry. So let's take a closer look at the numbers, make some forward-looking assumptions, and see if the potential future returns are worth the risk. As a dividend investor, I like to start my analysis by looking at the dividend history. And boy does Broadcom have an excellent one. The company paid its first dividend of $0.07 towards the end of 2010. Every quarterly dividend paid between 2010 and 2016 was higher than the previous. In 2017, the frequency of increasing dividends normalized, to just one increase per year, and that increase has always been announced in December. Seeing how we are nearly in the month of December, or already there depending on when you are listening to this, we are set for another potential dividend hike from Broadcom any day now. The company is set to have its Q4 earnings call on December 9th, which is likely the day the dividend increase will be announced. That is if the company decides to continue its streak of dividend growth. I think it's likely that they will, and we will know for sure soon enough. Going back to historical dividend growth, excluding the 2011 increase, which is overstated because there was only one tiny dividend paid in 2010, Broadcom averaged a 50% plus dividend increase from 2012 to 2019. Last year, shareholders were rewarded with a 19.2% year-over-year dividend hike, which is still very generous in my book. And this year, even if Broadcom does not increase its dividend, Shareholders will still see a 7.87% dividend growth year-over-year, comparing 2021 to 2020. This is one of the best dividend growth histories I have seen. But the question to ask is whether this high growth rate will continue in the future. I'm not overly optimistic we will continue to see as high a growth rate, but I think Broadcom can continue to sustain a solid double-digit rate of growth at least over the next few years. I'm forecasting about 15% increases over the next two years, followed by a more modest about 10% increase for the following two years. These may be a bit optimistic, especially when compared to forecasted earnings per share growth, and would likely result in an increased payout ratio, but one that is still sustainable for the company. Looking at historical earnings per share growth is a little misleading, due to all the extraordinary items on the books for the company. But the 2021 estimate is actually a useful figure to look at. Earnings are estimated to be $27.98 per share, which would give Broadcom a payout ratio of slightly more than 51%, not factoring in a Q4 dividend increase. A dividend increase will raise this payout ratio, but not by much. Analysts are forecasting earnings to continue growing over the next two years at an average rate of about 8%, and then we actually have a forecasted decline. However, that is based on just one analyst's opinion and doesn't carry much weight. If you search online for a 5-year EPS forecast, 
The average analyst figure is somewhere around 14%, which I think is a good estimate to use for the company, especially over a 5-year window. Semiconductors are a cyclical business, which means that even if Broadcom does everything right, there is a possibility of underperforming if the entire industry slumps. Top-line revenue has grown steadily, but is slowing down when we look out over the last 10 years. The trailing 10-year revenue growth rate is 27.78%, but it declines to 19.36% over the past 5 years, and 9.4% during the last 3 years. These are still solid top-line growth rates, and part of the decline could be chalked up to the scale of the company, with all the recent mergers and acquisitions. While initially an acquisition will increase revenues, if the acquired business is not growing quickly, it may damper future growth. Analysts are forecasting revenues to continue growing over the next 5 years, but the projected growth rates are below historical rates. I think this is still a good sign for the company. A growing top line is never bad news. Broadcom has an excellent profit margin of about 73% during the trailing 12 months. That is significantly higher than the sector average that is just shy of 50%. It is also about 9% higher than Broadcom's own trailing 5-year average margin. In fact, Seeking Alpha rates the company as an A-plus for profitability, because of its strong margins and returns on assets and capital. In terms of valuation, I personally think Broadcom is overvalued right now. But oftentimes, excellent companies trade at a premium, and I think that is the case here. That does not take away from the added risk of investing in potentially overvalued businesses. The current dividend yield is 2.63%, which is in line with Broadcom's 5-year trailing dividend yield of 2.64%. If you take into account the above-average dividend growth history, it explains how the company has managed to keep its dividend yield at a premium, all the while rewarding investors with excellent total returns. The current P.E. ratio is 40.51, which is about 37% higher than the sector average. And while it has come down from a high of 73 earlier this year, it is still higher than the average ratio for the company in the past. Looking at the price-to-sales ratio of 8.41 for the trailing 12 months, we also get a sense of overvaluation compared to a 5-year trailing average of 5.85 and an industry average of 4.13. Combining this all together, I believe the stock is overvalued, but maybe not too overvalued. If we take the forecasted long-term earning growth rate of 14% and tack on the current dividend yield of 2.63%, and assuming we use the estimated fair valuation based on dividend yield theory, we come up with a 16.59% expected rate of return. Now this may be a little optimistic, given that the stock is probably more overvalued today than dividend yield theory suggests. But even if the actual return is below this forecast, it might still suffice for my expectations. My personal annual return target is 12% per year. At this rate of return, your money doubles every 6 years. Now whether or not that sounds like a fast doubling rate, consider this. Over a 30-year period of time, at this rate, your money would double 5 times. This means every $5,000 would grow to $160,000. To me, that sounds pretty amazing. So I am comfortable investing in Broadcom at this level, but I would prefer the dividend yield to be above 2.75%. That is the minimum cutoff for my monthly high-yield dividend stock watchlist, and I think I'll be able to find other better opportunities in the market right now than Broadcom. I already have a sizable position in the stock, and I have been adding to it throughout the year. If the upcoming dividend increase pushes the yield above my minimum threshold, I may add some more in the near future. And if not, I may wait for a better opportunity to top off my position. If you happen to be a long-term shareholder of Broadcom, you have enjoyed a great total return far outpacing the S&P. In fact, Broadcom's trailing returns beat SPY for every major time period, with the exception of the year-to-date return through the month and October. Broadcom is up 13.28% this year, while SPY has returned a slightly better 15.91%. During the past year, Broadcom beat SPY by a little over 7%. It almost doubled SPY's return during the past 3 years on an annualized basis and has grown investors' cash about 6.7 times faster since 2009 than SPY. If you own the stock for a long time, that's fantastic news, but I think more investors are focused on what we can expect in the future. I personally think Broadcom should outperform SPY over the next decade, but I don't think it'll generate as much alpha as it has in the past. But that's just my personal opinion. 
Thank you for joining me today. If you'd like to consume this content in a video format, you are welcome to visit my YouTube channel. Just search for Long Acres Finance on YouTube and you'll find more of me. If you'd like to reach me directly, you can do so by emailing me at longacresfinance at gmail.com. If you would like to support this channel, you can do so on Patreon and unlock the additional benefits offered there. Thank you for being here and have a wonderful day.